0: Hello and welcome to this episode of You Better Hear Me. I am your host, Charlene McWilliams. And today I have the pleasure of talking with my friend. I can call him a friend. Uh, For years, oh my goodness, we haven't talked in a long time, but Eric Campbell is a musician. He makes music and has made music as long as I've known him. I knew him back in the days when uh, we were doing a record label, Rahab Records. And we were introduced through a mutual friend, a friend of his and a friend of mine. And we've just, you know, we've grown apart a little bit because he's gone the way of doing professional music making. And you probably have heard some of his stuff on Greenleaf and he has a new music out on a commercial by The Rock, The Rock's Energy Drink. So if you've seen that commercial, you've heard Eric Campbell's work. And I can say he is a passionate person. He's a wonderful man, very cool, good spirit. I, I've always respected him, and been, I'm very proud of him. Very proud of what he's been able to accomplish. So I'm so glad to have you on the show, Eric. Oh, Charlene, it's
1: very nice to be here, and thank you so much for the introduction. I'm gonna hire you to introduce me everywhere <laughs> I go.
0: <laughs> that is why I do PR. I PR. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to PR. So, But awesome. yeah, it's all true, though. It's all true. And I, I think that there's so many wonderful things about you that I want people to know. And I, I know we have a, a lim- little bit of time here, so I, you can share as much of it as you possibly can. What I want to talk okay. about, uh, basically, is, is your story and how you've been able to you know stick with music and making music and your passion for you and your love for it, no matter what was going on. Um so let's talk a little bit about your passion for music. Where did that come from?
1: You know it started really really young. I picked up drums. I played a lot of instruments as a kid and I started them all very young. So I started playing the drums when I was 6 and I started playing the piano at the same time and taking lessons and my mom was really supportive. My mom and dad were really supportive of just getting me involved in music lessons and so I was very drawn to it right away. And I think the way my mom tells it is that they could kind of hear that I had a knack for it, especially the drums right away. Okay. And so, cause they bought me one of those toy Mickey mouse drum sets. And Ooh. then like right away they were like, Oh, we might need to step this up a little bit. <laughs> and, and so that led to like music lessons and a real drum set and piano lessons. And then in middle school, I took up the violin and then in high school I took up the saxophone and By the time I got to high school, I was playing in a different band or orchestra every night of the week and going to some performance or some rehearsal or um, taking my drums, loading my drums into the back of the car and driving across town in Staten Island, New York somewhere um, to play. So that was like, that was the life. So I I just loved it right away. I love playing. I love creating. Yeah. It was just, it was just something in me. I mean, I never, you know, I played some sports as a kid, but that, Mm -hmm. that wasn't really it. I, I I was a book nerd too. I did like, you know, studies and I liked uh, certain subjects in school I took to, but it was music was always first. It was always, it was like, you know, middle school and high school were a little hard, especially socially. Uh And so I would come home and just put all of that stress and anxiety from the day into just, pounding away on the drums, you know, put some records on and play play the drums along to them till I was like breaking out into a sweat. And it was just it was just always a source of creativity and a inner release. release. Yeah. yeah. A great release. That's the word. Yeah. yeah it was an awesome mm-hmm. release.
0: Yeah, because you know, I know for you know, many of us, high school, middle school, those were some challenging years. You know, you're developing, you trying to find out who you are, where you belong and and what you like, and, and and what's going to be your next chapter.
1: So exactly.
0: it's good that you had that early on. So you were probably one of those people walking around with a Walkman on with, <laughs> back in the day. You Where know the cassette walk, player, yeah, or the...
1: Walkman, the CD, the little CD Walkman. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, that was definitely me. But and then uh, when I got to college, I went to um, I went to uh, Howard University in Washington D.C.
0: H-U? <laughs> yep. I didn't and, go. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can <laughs> say that. I don't want any backlash, any back.
1: Right. Well, it's not a fraternity, <laughs> but it's close. Okay. <laughs> so.
0: I, thank you, Kamala Harris. Yes, right. putting H-U on the map. <laughs> exactly. And I'm so I wasn't,
1: you should claim, everybody should claim it, at least for the next four years.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly.
1: But uh, um, I, I was in the marching band in the drum section, okay. and so I was the one, like, I carried my drumsticks everywhere I went, like uh, every class on the yard. They, You saw me. I had my drumsticks in my hand, twirling them, practicing. It was like we were, we like never separated. And so that, was, that was it happened. one
0: specific set or did you go through a whole bunch of them? Oh, we went through
1: a whole lot. Yeah, we went through, a whole, we we broke a lot of sticks and doing you know, <laughs> across those practicing and playing and performing. So we always had to keep back up pairs. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Well, it, I know when you and I met, you were doing the, the, and I want you to talk a little bit about how you got into the record business, mm-hmm. how you, you know, started the label Rahab Records.
1: Yeah, so That was my first foray into the music business. And, um, so prior, after college, I kind of went the traditional route. I went for, um, Industry job. I worked in IT. I did project management for a consulting firm, and I was always doing music on the side. Mm-hmm. And so the f- first kind of venture was Rahab Records, which was I wanted to be Kirk Franklin. Is you know, as <laughs> I wanted to be like I wanted to kind of. I didn't grow up in like the Baptist church, but you know, I as in, in fact, the Baptist I got, church. Yeah, I kind of got saved. I had it. I had. I came to. I came to to have a relationship with. Christ later in life, like we went to church as a kid, but it wasn't really, really like a personal acceptance mm-hmm. until I was older. And then um, when I got to Howard, there were just all these religions, and so I kind of went on a little search mm-hmm. that, that got you know and ended ended up with me um, kind of proclaiming Christianity, mm-hmm. and but. Because I didn't grow up in the traditional church, I was kind of trying to find my own way. And I had a lot of respect for church music, but I also was a kid from New York who grew up Mm -hmm. on hip hop and, you know, loved that music and and wanted to marry the two. And so I always had this. So my first venture was trying to do um, like an urban gospel label. Right. Yeah. And so which is how you and I met um, Rahab Records.
0: Ray Hap Records. Oh my goodness. Back <laughs> in the day when when um you know marrying those two genres of music were that was new. It was new. What year was yes. that? Do you remember
1: uh, what year that was? That had to be it Ooh. pre-2000, <laughs> a little bit before 2000.
0: Oh yeah, it was like oh 1998.
1: Probably yes. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. could be, yeah, yeah, it may, two, yeah it, may been, it may have been right at 2000, but I yeah. know that, yeah, we. so I, I wanted, to, and so at the time, I was finding my way around a lot of things, just, you know, I kind of had the production down, but, you know, I really didn't mm-hmm. know anything then about, like, I didn't know anything about marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a producer, and I knew how to make music, but once, you know, putting the CDs together and then putting promo teams together, I was learning all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of as as we went yeah so the first venture did okay but it didn't really you know I didn't make any money back on it right and it, it was just you know it, it was good exp- it was really good experience really good exposure right but I knew that my journey just had to kind of continue and I had to yeah. kind of I had a lot I knew I had a lot to learn mm-hmm. um, but I was very committed to figuring it out um, and so I'm thankful that you know. So I've got to try. I've gotten to try a lot of different things, and in, in my search to try to find a career, to find a steady stream of income, I've tried a lot of. Ooh, yeah, different that steady paths. stream
0: of income will keep you, keep you looking.
1: <laughs> yes, it will. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, it's just been a. It's just been a. A. Per, you know. It's just been about um self development and perseverance and persisting.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's been a few years. I was going to say that you've been doing it now for a while. Um. How how did you get to the point where you said, I'm going to continue to do this? There's not going to be a plan B I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to do this. In other words, what what kept, what kept you from throwing in the towel? What kept you from saying, yeah, that's it. I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go for it.
1: it. I think I've thought about it numerous times, more from a logical perspective. Like, you know, I can do other things I have lots of skills. I got Mm -hmm. degree degrees and all these other stuff, but, I just, I never, I don't never, every time I try doing something else, I never find I don't have the full motivation to, com- to commit fully to it. Whether mm-hmm. it's a job or a side hustle or, or anything, music was the only thing that I would do and stick to no matter what. You know, mm-hmm. no matter whether things went well or poorly, I was going to keep pursuing, and other things I would give up on, or just <laughs> you know, get depressed about, or not be just not find the motive, the energy to push. And so, in some ways, I never I always felt like I never had a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like you know, cl- clearly, this is the path that God put me on, and I feel like He wouldn't let me, He hasn't let me leave. I think if He let me leave, I might have. But-
0: <laughs> Can I go yet? <laughs> right. Can I get up on this
1: exit, right? <laughs> are we done here yet are we good so I yeah I just think I had I I always felt like I had no choice how does that sound
0: Mm -hmm. you had to keep going yeah that was it yeah it's because you know I know you've had along the way you've had some um and I know a little bit about it because we're Facebook friends and Facebook tells your business well no I guess it's (laughs) us on Facebook telling our business yes but I know along the way, you've had some, you know, some personal setbacks and some things that have happened in your life that, you know, might've caused the normal person or the person who wasn't so committed to say, you know what, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't need any more areas in my life that are going to cause me any kind of pain. So with that in mind, um, how were you, when you were going through those things, Eric, What allowed, and you can tell if you want to Mm -hmm. tell people about it. That's that's fine. But how are you able to focus and keep your focus on music as opposed to what was going on in your life?
1: That's a good question, and
0: um, you know, it's. I think
1: it's easier to. I think it's easier to gloss over it in hindsight than when I was actually going through it. But one, I think I've been through numerous types of struggles. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm on my. Third marriage now. My first marriage ended in divorce, and with that first marriage, um, we uh, lost a child, and you know during childbirth. And so mm-hmm. I struggled, you know, that I struggled through that. The divorce was a, a struggle. It was the divorce that kind of led me to say, well, let me just commit fully to music and actually move to Atlanta where I can be in a music city mm-hmm. but you know surviving through that and even coming down to Atlanta it took me a while to figure out how to get stable enough income to mm-hmm. yeah to get enough stable income to just figure out the music and so that was this I've just lived long enough to have enough trials to I guess develop some grit yeah that's a that's the perfect word um to develop some you should be a songwriter every time i need a word you should just be like right there just call
0: me just call me eric i won't charge you much man you know you like
1: said he much i like that, that good family and, friend. and a business person like exactly. <laughs> you better know it
0: you know <laughs> you remember now
1: i do remember. <laughs> And so, yeah, I just think, you know, um, so my second wife passed away suddenly Mm -hmm. had a, um, blocked artery um Mm. at like the age
0: of 39 was it a blocked um, artery in the brain or the heart or no
1: uh uh, artery I think in her arm or shoulder somewhere yeah um um or one of the arteries that that led to the heart Mm -hmm. um um but it was it was a clot that was went previously undetected and she had no symptoms or anything Mm. so uh, she just collapsed one night and out of nowhere and so yeah um I mean I've obviously grieved grieved for a while I'm thankful I had family and community that helped me through that right incredibly painful yeah time um but it was never a thought that I mean it was never a thought that I wouldn't continue I, I that wasn't I was never a thought it was just like how long did I need to to, to heal to heal yeah, and yeah. To, to get my my mind together but Was
0: music a part of that healing process?
1: Some ways. I started writing a song kind of about Stacy, my second wife. Um, I probably started it. This idea came to me maybe like a month after she passed. And it was just the thought of an idea. Mm -hmm. And I probably put a little energy into it, but not much. And then maybe like six months later, I was in a better space. And I went back to the song and finished it and... Mm -hmm we got another singer to sing it and we went to the studio and recorded it and mm-hmm. uh, kind of just put it out on social media and mm-hmm. uh, that was really um, therapeutic and cathartic yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really 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 good process really, yeah. really good process
0: I, I think music is music is just in you eric and and it's so it's in like your fiber whether yeah. no matter what happens in your life, it has been the core. It's, it's a part of your core. And I think that is how you, you bless people. You are, are you're blessed through it. And uh, that, that, that song, and I think I heard it, I heard it on, online. I was like, this is amazing a great tribute to someone and to love and to, um, to be able to do that and to have that is, is a, is a, it's a Like I said, it's a blessing and it's something that, you know, I think that you can share with folks uh, because there are times in our lives when we have to hold on to something and, and whether we know it or not, it, it's the thing that's, that's kept us going for so many years. It could be that the writing, it could be the music, it could be a relationship in, in your faith. It, it could be many things, but it's, it's finding that thing that's going to help you through it that situation, that, that terrible situation. And I think um, it sounds like music was definitely that for you, whether um, it was, it was right up front or in the background, helping you through it. It was
1: oh, it's always a blessing. I feel like, and I've, t- I tell other creators this too, that we're, as creators, we have this blessing of, we don't go through any more or less trials than anybody else, but we get the ability to, take out trials and put it into into a story like it's actually content like you know right. where, and so there's always this silver lining like no matter what I'm going through or I got fired from my job well it's, it still makes a good song right and, you know it still makes a good <laughs> or it makes a good story or it makes a good movie like right. you know like it's the only only career path where like tragedy yeah has the, be- the double benefit of of being able to still feed of feeding you know, that passion that you exactly, have. so I'm thankful for that.
0: Yeah, because you, you hear uh, comedians talk about how they've been depressed, and that I mean Robin Williams, one yes. of the funniest people, and had so much deep deep seated pain, um, but he fed off of that pain, and it was it was just it's just amazing how art can help you. It, it could be a release. You can. Uh, share your pain through it and if you look at it in a positive light it can help you through it and help like i said be a blessing to other people exactly so, right that's and that's the thing that i look at when in any kind of art uh, cuz i write a little stuff here and there and it's it's therapy and i know that somebody can get a, something from it so that's why i continue to do that too. exactly yeah yeah that's amazing so give us tell us a little bit about where you are now and how did you get uh, the green leaf music opportunity and then how you how did you hook up with the rock did you meet him no, I did not meet oh, him Oh, dang, dang. <laughs> I would have called Oof. you man I'm serious <laughs> keep my number handy
1: I I you if you knew the number of messages I got <laughs> from a certain gender <laughs> did you meet him exactly
0: <laughs> I hear you yes like, indeedy
1: Hi, by the way, I haven't talked to you in a while. But, you know,
0: I'm doing well. I mean, Eric, yes, thank you're you different. for asking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was it was actually great. So I am um, once after coming to Atlanta and trying a lot of different paths, I ended up um, joining this organization out in LA, which taught me a lot about writing music for mm-hmm. TV and film, okay. and Different, contrary to the, the major record label business in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it was such a very straight, clear, defined path that it was just a, a lot easier for me to walk. Mm-hmm. It Wasn't a lot of guesswork of how to navigate. And so it was, it was as clear as, oh, this is the type of music that they're looking for. Oh, these are places I can submit that music. Great. My, my music just ended up in a show. So if I just keep repeating this, my music <laughs> will end up in more shows. It was like, it was just like. <laughs> a it's, formula. It's exactly. And I love form <laughs> the analytical part. Right, right. Formulas. It's like, <laughs> that's great. I think I, I can work this. And So that's what I did. I just um, started working through a, a bunch of different agencies, sending them music that I knew they were looking for. You mm-hmm. know, it took some study because I had to learn the musical formulas because it's not exactly the same as commercial music. Right, and you know, every show has its own different feel, form. flavor, exactly, feel, yeah, flavor. Mm-hmm. So you know, it had, took some study, but I, I, I did that and just kind of learned as I starts. went. Exactly, and so and soon I had like my my music in you know dozens of shows. have had. Music and Shameless and Revenge and um, a lot of the reality shows like Kardashians and Love and Hip Hop and Real Housewives and wow, a lot, a lot of those shows have had like a lot of the background music that is, is um, created during the show. And so I just would do that. That led to me. I was really involved in the music community in Atlanta, and so mm-hmm. I got some opportunities to speak on some panels just explaining to other people and other creators how i got the tv placements that i got Mm -hmm. and on one of those panels i met the producer the music producer for Greenleaf, another young brother like myself some real similar age and he um he had just gotten the gig and Mm -hmm. uh so we hit it we kind of hit it off and then he needed a song one song Uh Uh, and he needed it pretty quickly and so I think he asked me for this on Friday and sent me like an, a piano instrumental on Friday when they needed a ballad. Mm-hmm. And I wrote the song, hired a singer, re- brought the singer to the studio, recorded the song, mixed her performance and sent it back to him before the next before the end of the next day, Saturday. Wow. Saturday, wow. He had like a song in his in his. Album. Oh my
0: gosh. That is it's, so cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And he was wow. so impressed with that, that um, he offered me a job to like worked for the whole season and be part of the music team
0: oh that's great
1: and I didn't even know that was on a table I just wanted to impress him but I didn't know he was building a team I just wanted you know a good relationship with someone yeah who was working (laughs) right uh, in the business exactly so that turned into yeah working like two seasons for Greenleaf and then he and I also did some work on a show um called Step Up High Water which is part of the Step Up series that they did like films and Mm -hmm. uh uh tv spinoffs and We've created lots of music, like the series, the season that we did the music for, I had like three songs on the soundtrack. I had oh, like great. music in like six different episodes and I did vocal, I was the vocal producer. So I worked with like a lot of the actors and as they came in to sing their parts, we wow. I helped arrange a lot of the choir parts for that season. So that oh. was just an amazing experience. Yeah. You know, being on set and involved in the filming and all of that it was really great. I even oh. got to play... Play drums and and like uh, some of the scenes. Just oh
0: wow, make really let needed, me like, let, let me go back and it's got to be on. D, you know somebody I can find it.
1: It's on Netflix.
0: Netflix. Oh, see there you go. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix has everything.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in like season two and season three. I'm in like three or four episodes as a musician. Wow,
0: and it's okay. a Church musician. Netflix right. is like the uh, Amazon of the of the um, <laughs> film industry. Yeah, <laughs> the TV. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> just saying. just like. <laughs> That is phenomenal. And then, so how did you get the gig with the jingle for Rocks?
1: Yeah, so I've kind of shifted in the last year. I've Mm -hmm. I've been doing the TV stuff, but ads and there's so many lanes in music. And I wanted to explore ads because they pay a lot more than... Huh. television does and I'm always you know trying to build the business and just mm-hmm. continue to expand and so um I've been studying the advertisement industry and just actually took a course um it was like a six months course led uh, by a, another businesswoman who's been very successful in the advertising space and mm-hmm. I spent some time it's pre pre-pandemic just spending time at conferences and just kind of network with um music supervisors in the advertising space and so as the pandemic came um, and everything shifted to zoom I just took advantage of that and just oh yeah I was on lots of zooms lots of conferences meeting and networking with um, supervisors and just building my building my relationships up there and so it just led to me knowing about that industry more learning its rules which are totally different from TV. The right. music. The music is different. Uh, The composition rules are different. So I took the time to study that. And um, yeah, I I found, I got some good relationships with um, some different music houses that work with brands, work with um, TV shows. And so one of the music houses I work with just um, started this new relationship um, with Dwayne uh, Johnson's um, companies, which includes Zoa, which is they his are. energy drink, and so um, I might include Under Armour and some other companies. Wow. Not sure all the companies. There's a few different companies that are under his umbrella, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So they they were looking for music for to, the launch. They just launched this energy drink, ZOA. Yeah, and um, I was had a, I was working with the music house that that got the contract, and so they they only there was probably like four composers that got the opportunity to pitch music for that. And I was like one of four. Oh, wow. My, my 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 track got selected.
0: And your track is hot okay. too. I was like, Thank look you. at that,
1: look at Eric, look at
0: Eric. I know him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I kept playing that thing. I was like, oh, and, it's, and the way they they filmed it too, you know, it's just spot on with, yeah, it's just, yeah. Now, did you have the actual visuals to work with or how does yes, that work?
1: That, that case, we actually had, um, I got the, vis- I was given the visual and okay. I composed the music to the video, which is oh. why had, like that part where he's banging on the truck. Right. They wanted, they specifically requested that the music sync up. Right. With, like him the tapping smack, on the smack. truck. Exactly. Right. So that was fun to create.
0: That, was, oh, that was cool. I was like, oh, look at that. That's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is fantastic. and Yeah, everybody can YouTube that commercial. You can go on YouTube, I guess, and find it. Yeah, it should have be seat. out
1: there on the ZOA, uh, ZOA, uh, yeah. ZOA Energy Drink.
0: Yeah. It's it's on his
1: Instagram, too, um, Instagram.com, The Rock. I think that video, his, his post of that has, like, over 6 million views the last I saw it.
0: I want be- to get that. That is so amazing. And that's going to open the door for you, I know, just for other opportunities. It probably already has. So, What is your advice for someone who, who, you know, who has, who's has a passion, who has a dream to be uh, either actress or writer or something creative, and it just hasn't, you know, they get, get these little things here and there, but they just haven't had that big thing happen, what would be your advice to them?
1: That's a good question. And I've I've had a lot of time to ponder this and just a lot of trial and error. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I think if I was just starting out or somebody just starting out, I think one, whatever you want to do, learning the craft is part number one, just trying to, you know, really taking the time to get good at something. A lot of times we just, we scratch the surface of our talent and not really Mm -hmm. always spend a lot of time to really get good at it, you know? Right really just learn learn the nuances of the craft and you know how do, how do I really excel at something and so I say that's number one but then number two and this is the lesson that took me the longest That was number one and then number two which took me the longest to learn is actually take the time to make relationships in the area that you want to work I waited too long to do that and I um, just whether it's at conferences or, writing cold emails or DMing people who work in the field and just trying to build genuine relationships Mm -hmm. with the people who are in there, those relationships, if they're genuine, they lead to work. And if you've got, if you've got the skill and you've been developing the skill and even that, even if you're working on it, the relationships can help you develop the skill, you know, know what you need to do to develop it. And so I think, I'd say take the time to get the relationships and you don't have to wait until you're, established ready exactly yeah. you can you can make those relationships now cuz they take time to be
0: to be genuine mhm to, to be cultivated yeah exactly that's a great one and did you have any other advice so you got um learn about it get the relationships and then
1: um those well. are times if you do those two uh, you know, and then just keep—it's the persevering, like keep. You know, don't be afraid to pitch yourself, like pitch yourself mm-hmm. everywhere, mm-hmm. Um, pitch yourself to the things you think you're not ready for and not qualified for, And because you never know. I mean, I don't—I I think there's a lot. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm blessed and grateful. I think God's had His hand on me, but yeah. I also feel like you have to throw a lot of darts if you don't know what's going to land. Right. So the more darts you throw, the better shot you give. You
0: right. Know, you give right. I, I call it something. like. Driving recklessly, not recklessly, <laughs> but drive, driving with n- no abandon. You know, you exactly. t- just turn down that road. You don't never, you never know. It's all- <laughs> <And> you <laughs> don't. You exactly. You really don't know. But you so. got to get in the car and start driving. You do. You just. You got to do it. You got to do it. And and I, I just I'm so impressed with how you always when you dive into stuff, you you take the time, like you said, to learn about it to, you know, to get to know the facets of it. What do I need to do to be successful at this? I know that 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 one time that we went down to a um, New Orleans mm-hmm. that conference yes. we went to. <laughs> the um, National Baptist Convention, I think it was. <laughs> right. And that I, was fun. I, that was fun. That was so much fun. And I talked us into some meeting. I don't remember what the meeting was, but you got to do a pitch. Remember, you got to do a pitch for I, Rahab Records. I vaguely remember
1: that. Um but I don't remember the details, but I do I remember. <laughs> I know that oh, we ate at Mother's,
0: like one day I, we ate.
1: <laughs> don't ask, why do I remember that more than the conference? I remember, food? The, going- I remember that I actually have been to New Orleans at least four times since then. And huh? all I do is find a place to eat. I have I've yet to see a landmark in the one. I have no idea what else goes
0: on. Right? The food. Just, the food. We were standing in line to get into that place. <laughs> yep. Three. We went there three times. I think times we went there three days went, in a row, didn't
1: we? Right, yeah. right. It was like breakfast. Okay, well, we're going to have dinner. Where else right. are we going to try someplace new? Our mother Sounds good. So let's, right. let's go back. Let's go, let's
0: go back. <laughs> Oh, we had our priorities right. You know, I don't yeah. remember that pitch that I did, but I certainly <laughs> do remember that food. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a great opportunity for both of us. I mean, yeah. it, it it helped me with uh, learning how to just, like you said, cold, cold calling. I just went yeah. up to somebody and said, hey, I got this. Because I was doing marketing, I think, for you. And I was saying, hey, you, you were. got this 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 publisher and he's got this great music you need to hear this and and boom and there you were you doing it so you're fearless
1: not I, that's that's so like that is um so necessary i mean and i think i think people like you who are marketers you learn that mm-hmm. but creatives sometimes we, nobody we don't have anyone advising us that we also need to be fearless and just knock on a door and say, Hey, to somebody that we don't know. Right. And that, you know, it's so easy to lock ourselves in the studio and, and just hide behind
0: the kind of hot. Well, yeah. High behind the creative part exactly. or exactly kind of high behind the music or high behind, because it is really, it's something that you're, you're, you're giving somebody. It's something precious that you're sharing with them. So when you're dealing potentially with that, the rejection is kind of hard. And I would think sometimes when it comes to the creative, it's like, oh, somebody didn't like my music. Now I've got to go back. What's where you do self sort of analysis and you might over critique yourself. Yes. It, so that can have a part in that. And that could play a part into why um, you're n- more artists aren't fearless.
1: It is. It's totally fear based, though. It's totally the fear of rejection mm-hmm. and, and the fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, but well,
0: somebody's going to say yes. <laughs> That's
1: <what> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I learned that. Um, I learned that about salesmen. Like, I mean, I I think like people who are in sales or marketing, mm-hmm. I think it's in the training. It's like go back to the days where you're selling um, vacuum cleaners door to door. Uh huh. You got to knock on a hundred doors. You got to get a hundred people to say no to you. Slam mm-hmm. the door in your face. Sick their dog on you. <laughs> before you get to the one person that's like, okay, you can come here and demo demo the that vacuum cleaner. The looks. Exactly the looks. And so <laughs> you 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 guys are much more primed for rejection and creatives have to learn, learn that, you know, we have to, to learn to be ready for that.
0: It's not always easy. I'm going to tell you that. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is because I, I tend to be creative because of the writing part of me, but there's a sales part of me too. That's Like, I, I got to get this out here mm-hmm. and somebody is going to say yes. Yes. And my, I think my dad used to say nothing beats a fail, but a try. Mm. So you got to try to beat You're that right. fail. I, I've always just tried and all they can say is no.
1: That's all they can say. <laughs> yeah.
0: Some people that know is
1: is the worst thing in the world, though. Right. It stops them stops them cold.
0: Right. And and we can't let it. You can't let it stop you cold. You've got to say, "Okay, well, you said no, but somebody else is going to say." If somebody yes. else
1: will say yes, exactly. I love that.
0: Yeah. You can use that. That's free. <laughs> that's a free one. <laughs> that's a free one. <laughs>
1: For old time's sake. (laughs) The only free one you're going to get, you can have that one.
0: You call me about some music now. That's a (laughs) totally different thing. (laughs) Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us on You Better Hear Me. I think your story is inspirational, and it can help a lot of folks who've had a dream that they've kind of put on the back burner or have not have given up on it'll help them i believe so and and i want to thank you for spending the time and telling us your story and sharing it with yeah. us thank you so much and I, it was a
1: pleasure a pleasure to reconnect with you and a pleasure to just share um I, I i appreciate the curiosity and just i'm grateful that that you're interested someone's interested
0: yeah indeed you you're you're going to be big time you are big time so we want <laughs> we want people to know how they can Can they follow you on social media? Can they uh, go to a website and and see what your music is about? Because this music is hot now. I'm telling you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, So you can find me in a couple of places. The website is, everything's Eric Makes Music. So the website is ericmakesmusic.com, E-R-I-C-M-A-K-E-S-M-U-S-I-C, ericmakesmusic.com. And then um, the Instagram and Twitter handle, all my social media ends in Eric makes music. If there, if anyone is on clubhouse, we have an awesome room on oh, clubhouse really? the community. Yeah. The name of the community. My, I have the same handle on there. Eric makes music, but we actually have a club called control camp, CTRL, like control up, delete control camp. Mm-hmm. And this is just a community it's in five months. It's grown to almost 3000 people oh, wow. that are all just trying to learn about um, music licensing, and every week, every Wednesday at eight PM Eastern, we interview music supervisors, executives in the space, people who who are experienced composers. And so, if you're just trying to learn about music licensing or how to uh, teaching about uh, how
0: to how to write music for film, television, and advertising, That's wonderful. That is so wonderful. That's giving back. I love that. Great sharing what you've learned.
1: Yeah, and this I actually, expect it's,
0: nothing it's, less. <laughs> thank you. It's very but- rewarding. Yep. That is so, that's such an Eric thing. That's an Eric thing. I believe. (laughs) Thanks again, Eric. We appreciate your time today. Thank you,
1: Charlotte.